0: الحمد لله الحمد لله يوسفه صلاه وسلام على عباده الذين وسلم أما بعد الله الله وعلى الله وعلى الله وعلى عباد الله على الله الله Allah <laughs> Ja'ala lakum <laughs> min buyoutikum sakana Faqala al-Nabiyyuh sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Afshu al-Salaam bernakum kama qala al-Nabiyyuh sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Most respected Allah-Ikiram, President and Elvis Among the most essential needs of insan Together with food, drink clothing, one of his essential needs is shelter, he needs a house to live in, he needs a place that will protect him from the elements, that will be a place that he can take refuge in, but just merely being a house is not sufficient. A house is a structure, a house is something built with bricks, cement and all the other material things that go into it. But the Sinsan is also an emotional being. He has emotions in him. And he needs to have a stable emotional environment. He needs to be in a place that is emotionally comfortable. So that is something beyond a house. He needs a home. And that is why this is a common statement we sometimes hear that home is where the heart is. But you didn't hear about house is where the heart is. Also heard about home, sweet home. Didn't hear about house, sweet house. You might have heard of a big house, a very comfortable house, a palatial house. You heard all these things about a house, but it becomes sweet when it's a home. And otherwise it can be a palace also, and can just be a house. And it might be a hut, and it might be a very comfortable home, because it is not the what makes it a home. The home is not made up by the various comforts and luxuries. All that is in its place if a person may it in a halal manner, the naimat hummalla wa ta'ala make sugar and music. But what makes it a home is when there is muhabbat between the people of the home. There is deen alive in that home as a result of which the barakat and blessings of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala are descending in that home, that makes that house into a home. It might be a very very simple basic place. It might have the most basic amenities only. It might be a place where perhaps even the basic amenities are sometimes not even available. Water might have to be fetched from down the road somewhere. Perhaps there might not be any electricity. But it can be a very comfortable home. Now what makes it a home? as mentioned, these are the things, these are the ingredients of a home. This mutual love and muhabbat, this understanding, and all this comes to the extent that there is being in that home. So in order to make this a home, we might have to now undertake some renovation. But this renovation is not the physical renovation. This renovation is actually without any cost. This requires a little bit of effort, a little bit of attention, a little bit of concern and care how to make this house into a home by bringing the way of Rasulullah wa, alive in that home. By bringing the Mubarak way of life of Rasulullah alive in that home, then that will become a home. So there are very simple things. If we just bring these few simple things alive, then this house will transform into a home. Otherwise, despite whatever amenities might be there, whatever comforts and luxuries might be there, no matter how palatial it might be. But Allah forbid it will be a very dark place. It will be a very lonely place. It will be a place where people will be seeking refuge out of that place. A person will be feeling claustrophobic in a very palatial home. And he will be seeking peace somewhere else. Home, the word maskan. This is what the word is for home. This comes from the word sukoon. So home is a place where there's sukoon, there's tranquility, there's peace. So how will this become a place of peace? How will it become a place of tranquility? How will it become a place where a person feels at home within their home? (coughs) This is a place where the way of life of Rasulullah is brought alive. There are some very simple things, there are many, many things. But if you just bring these few simple things alive also, Inshallah, it will go a long way to transfer forming this house into a home. So, Among the first things is a person, he normally would now return home. He had a long day at work, he's been out of the house. Now he looks forward to returning home. So how does he return home? It must be home for him, it must be home for everybody also. How does he return home? That's the first step in the teachings of Rasulullah what we have been given in the Mubarak Sunnah is that when a person returns home he enters his home then the etiquettes of entering the home firstly he enters with taking the name of Allah Taala. In the Hadith Sharif it comes when a person enters his home then the, and he takes the name of Allah says Bismillah, he takes the name of Allah he recites the dua, there's beautiful dua that Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. taught. Allahumma liya salut, khair al mawlaji wa khair makhraj. Bismillahi wa lajna wa bismillahi kharajna wa ala Allahi rabbina tawakkalna. We can inquire later about the translation and the meaning of this. This beautiful dua, a person enters in this manner in the home. The shayateen call out to one another, this house is barred to you. You've got no place for boarding here. Now, when the person fails to take the name of Allah Ta'ala upon entering the home, the Shayateen invite one another. You've got boarding in this house. Now, when the Shayateen are going to be filled in that house, so obviously the Shaytan's full-time job is to create problems, to instigate some quarrel, instigate some fight, instigate some bickering and arguing, and constantly this will be the case. So now if the Shayateen are filled in the house, the first thing is to bar the Shaytan out of the house and the simple way that Rasulullah taught us take the name of Allah Ta'ala before entering the house, recite the dua before entering. How simple this prescription is, but let us check within ourselves, are we practicing on it? Are we taking the care to take the name of Allah, Ta'ala, recite the dua? Then a person enters his home, enters with salam. These are the most elementary teachings of deen. When a child goes to maktab, the child starts off in grade, forget grade one, now grade zero. Before they were grade one, that was a starting point. You know you must start before one, start at grade zero. Then you made it even before that too. Grade R something, in reverse. So, right at that very elementary stage, a child is taught, number one, first etiquette, salam. The child now barely can start learning. First etiquette, in fact, he should have learned that at home already. Let us ask ourselves, do we make Salaam when entering the home? This is an etiquette we were taught perhaps, or should have been taught when we were a few years old. Do we make Salaam? Allah Tubhariq wa ta'ala mentions this in the Qur'an Sharif. The Qur'an Sharif is a very concise book. All the details the Rasulullah explained in the Ahadir. But the Qur'an Sharif goes into the detail of the etiquette of entering the home. You enter your home, make Salaam. Tahiyyatam min ibn Mubarakatan This a greeting from Allah wa Ta'ala. Pure greeting. Full of Barkat. A person wants that Barkat in their home. So the simple prescription the Quran Sharif gave bring the Barkat by salam. Make salam. But very often the salam is neglected. The person enters the home, he enters already grumbling and growling about whatever happened outside. That's the other etiquette. The person comes home. What happened outside? He had a hard day, maybe somebody gave him a hard time, maybe whatever, something went wrong, everything didn't happen how he had, hoped it would happen. He had a bad day, he had a bad day outside, leave the bad day outside. Don't bring it inside. Enter the home, enter cheerfully. Make the salam, don't grumble about the salam. Salam is a greeting that Allah has presented. Rasulullah said to Taala Ya Bunaya, إِذَا دَخَلْتَ عَلَىٰ أَهْلِكْ فَسَلِّمْ When you enter home, make salam. This will be a means of barakah and blessings for you, for your family. And a simple thing, salam. cheerfully. Rasulullah as Aisha Siddiqah ﷺ asked about him, How was he at home? At home, he started with the entry of the home. Always smiling, very cheerful. Now a person has had a hard day at home, so now everybody must be at high alert inside the home. He had had a hard day outside, everybody must be on high alert. Don't, don't come in his way today, because he had a bad day. And if you come in his way, you'll have a bad night. Now is this the way that Venus taught us? No, no, that bad day was outside, he was outside. Don't bring the pressure on people inside. Let them, this is the start of the evening now. If the person came in in a cheerful manner, came in with salam, brought in the barakat and blessings upon his arrival, then inshallah the rest of that evening will go with that barakat and blessings. There will be the time for that Muhammad to be created. So this cheerful manner of entering in a cheerful manner. Then, just to move on, our person will come home. So now he comes home, normal procedure would be now he will be hungry, he will want to eat. The family would be now getting together to eat. This is also a big question mark. Does the family eat together? This too has become part of the Western lifestyle. Unfortunately, everybody got their own time to eat. Everybody does their own thing. The house has just become a place of convenience. where Everybody just lives together in their own way. But being as a family, that is very fast, unfortunately, falling away. Once some Sahaba came to Rasulullah they said that we eat but don't seem to feel satisfied. These cows who said, perhaps you are all eating on your own separately. He said, yes, there is such Samee'u ala ta'amikum that eat together. Take the name of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. This will become a source of barakah for you. So likewise now, number one, having a fixed time. On occasion something didn't go according to plan, whatever the case is, it happens once in a while. But there should be a fixed time for the family to sit together as a family and to eat together then eating again, taking the name of Allah Ta'ala. Such simple prescriptions of deen. We are sometimes looking for very, very complicated solutions for our problems, whereas the solution lies in very simple things. Deen Allah Ta'ala has made very simple for us. But we forget the simple things and we don't even do the complicated things. Through. So in any case we lose our ways. But we start off on the easy thing, that will become the stepping stone to bigger things also. It's a very simple thing, take the name of Allah Ta'ala. In the Hadith Sharif Nabi Salaam says, a person commences eating and he takes the name of Allah Ta'ala the team call to one another, you don't even have any food here. There's no meals provided for you here. Otherwise, they invite one another, come, there's meals available for you. The team come and partake with the person. Now we are making the place available to the Shayateen, what will be the end result? Even the eating time becomes a corridor whereas that should be a very calm and a very peaceful time. Whatever issues they are, whatever problems they might be, whatever needs to be addressed for another time, for a later time. That time should be a time of muhabbat, a time of bonding. Nabi used this time also to create that muhabbat. One of the etiquettes, if possible, at, at, at least spouses eat out of the same utensil. Eat out of the same utensil, Nabi used to use this as a time of Creating this Muhabbat, this pure Muhabbat. As Aisha Siddiqah says that I would eat with Rasulullah and we'd be eating together, and if I took a bite out of a morsel and then I kept it down, he would pick it up and then he would bite out of the same spot that I took a bite out of. Why? This creates this Muhabbat. I drank out of a utensil and kept it, Nabi Salaam would pick it up. He would turn it around to drink from the same spot that I drank from. Now we've all lost ourselves into all the Western fake love and fake affection where a whole display of affection is made for the whole world. But within the four walls of the home, the opposite is there. That is not our way of life. A pure muhabbat within the four walls of the home and in these simple gestures of pure affection this is what creates that muhabbat and bond, in that sunnah manner, sitting and eating together and sharing. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi gives us the reward and the faḍilat and the virtue that a person gets the reward of sadaqah for so many different actions which normally just take, get taken for granted. Among those things Nabi Sallallahu mentions that that nuqma, that morsel a person puts into the mouth of his wife with muhabbat that too becomes the means of gaining the reward of sadaqah. Now this is what's going to make the place a home. Otherwise it gets left as a house. <clears throat> so now this eating time becomes a time of bonding, of muhabbat, of that family becoming a better family, of that house becoming a home. Then the very important thing is that this time at home, what kind of environment becomes the home? What is done in this time at home? So now this is a very important thing of, we keep hearing these words, but this is something that we have been taught about before anybody else. This is what Rasulullah taught us. Family time. We think these are things brought from the Western world. Oh, the Western world gave us all the wrong concepts. Rasulullah taught us what is the reality. Family time. Who could have been more busy than Rasulullah Wasallam? Who could have been in greater concern regarding Rasulullah Wasallam in the hadith what is described of him متواسِلَ da'im al fikrah, ليس لَهُ رَاحَةٌ Constantly in this concern and worry about the ummah, what next to do, how to solve this out, that person, how to get him closer, how to resolve this issue. And constantly in this concern about the whole ummah, with this whole uh, weight of the whole ummah upon his shoulders. And he had no, no peace of any sort in terms of that he could get relaxed and be completely unconcerned about anything. No, he was constantly in this. But despite that, at home, he still had time for the people of the home. So Aisha Siddhika, she was once asked about Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, how was he at home? She said, how was he at home? min al-bashar, like any other human being, meaning any person, how he should conduct himself normally in the home. And then she goes on to explain certain things yan,, al-Nas Wa Akram and Nas, Among the most soft-natured people Most noble of people He would go and Fulfill the needs that he had at home On his own He yeah. didn't bother anybody else If he needed to even mend his clothes His garments, he didn't bother anybody else About it, he took the needle and thread And and mended his own clothes He needed to mend his shoe He did it himself He needed to milk the goats it was a very menial task. a ﷺ would go and do it himself. He had time despite all his responsibilities. And being the busiest person on earth, without exaggeration. And being the most concerned person on earth. And we all complain about him under a lot of pressure. There couldn't have been anyone under greater pressure than Rasulullah ﷺ. But with all that, he had time to smile at home. He had time to talk to his family. We'll open the books of Hadith. And you will find Babu Maja afi Samari Rasulullah. The time that Nabi S.A.S. would sit and talk to his family members at home at night. And there would be sometimes some kind of lightheartedness in it also. There would be some discussion of some incidents of the past which would have some moral and some discussion of some lessons in it. All these things would happen. There would be all these things happening in the household of Rasulullah. And he had time despite all this work and effort and pressure and whatever else to so even help the household people in their chores. There would be time when he would sweep the house. Rasulullah did all these things. We have some slight little authority, some little position, some small title somewhere, all these things, forget with, with some title, without any title too. This becomes beyond our dignity. Whereas Allah Alaihi, if He did it, this cannot be beyond anybody's dignity, this can only be most dignified. So this was the way of Rasulullah ﷺ within that home. So in that home, there was this time for family. In this family time, there was this time for life There was a time for learning and teaching deen. Nabi sallallahu alayhi would teach the etiquettes of various things. So this should be a time, time for deen. In the Qur'an Sharif Allah that that ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, that besides these ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, learn and teach deen, this is Nabi sallallahu teaching. In the Hadith Sharif, it is mentioned as a Abu Hurira he says about the recitation of the Quran Sharif in the home. That when Quran Sharif is recited in a home, then it tasaa ala These are the prescriptions. When the Quran Sharif is regularly recited in the home, it becomes comfortable for its people. It tasa'a it becomes comfortable, not necessarily become a palace. That might be a hostel. That would be a comfortable place. Wa the good of that place increases tremendously. For hadaratul malaika. The Malaika enters that home and they inhabit the place. وَخَرَجَتْ الشياطين. The shayateen they flee from the place. And when Quran Sharif is not recited in the home, Daqa عَلَىٰ أهلي. It becomes a very constrained place. It might be a fellatial place, but it still becomes very claustrophobic. وَقَلَّ خيره. The good of that home decreases tremendously. وَحَدَرَتْهُ الشَّيَعْتِينَ The shayateen come and inhabit that place. Well, the shayateen are filled in that place, going be the case? There's so many more things. The issue is how to make this house into a home, you bring deen alive. Bring the mubarak way of Rasulullah alive. Start learning and teaching me in home. practice the etiquette of Deen. inshallah this will transform the house into a home. It became become a muskan, a place of sukoon